Do you want to start a podcast, but you're worried you'll sound like the podcast bros perpetuating nonsense? Or you're worried that the market is too saturated? Worry not. I have a tutorial for you that will show you all of the steps to curating a professional show that's bound to give your listeners an outstanding experience. Throughout this seven or so episode series, I'll show you the steps I took to create my podcast and the things I've learned that have helped me remain consistent and interested in the topics I'm speaking about. With our first episode in this series, we're talking about the basics. Before you write, before you script, before you launch. When you're just starting out on your podcast, you'll want to decide on a few basics before you get into the thick of things. Today, we're discussing the first steps to starting your podcast. Our topic today is around the thematics of your show. We will be guided by the subtopics of your name and logo, your audience, selecting a category, selecting music, equipment, researching your competition, and reverse engineering your value proposition. Now for your name and logo. Choosing a name and a logo for your podcast can be daunting. I know some entrepreneurs who have never felt fully satisfied in the name they gave their brand or their product. Although it's crucial to settle on a name that encompasses your values and sets up your audience to know what to expect, I'd like to offer you that it's not the most important step. Especially when you're starting out, you're allowed to change your name and your branding to test what works for you. Your name and logo should be memorable, catchy, and easy to recognize. Play around with ideas until you settle on what feels right. Consider using descriptive words or phrases that convey the tone or theme of your podcast. Or use a clever pun or a play on words to create a unique and attention-grabbing name. For example, my podcast is called Procrasturbation Station. My one criticism would be that it's not the easiest to spell and can occasionally result in the misnomer Procrastination Station. But when they hear and understand the name, it also becomes an earworm that's funny, memorable, a play on words, and related to my content topics of self-sabotage and cultivating creativity. Now for your audience. In terms of your audience, you want to really understand the type of person who's going to listen to your show. Not only will you want to tailor the meat of your content towards your listeners, you'll also want to create descriptions and media around the types of problems they're searching for. For me, this is the most important step. Forget your name, forget your logo, focus on your audience. Who is going to listen to this? What are they looking for? What types of podcasts are not already out there? What are people actually searching for? What do people want to listen to? This is something that you can play around with. You maybe won't know the answer right away, but forget your name and your logo. The first thing that you want to really, really think about is your audience. Who is going to listen to this and what are they searching for? We'll also discuss the SEO elephant in the room in one of our later episodes titled Creating Media. For now, I want you to feel into your messaging and what type of person searches the type of content you want to create. Knowing your audience will help you develop your ideas for scripting. I also want to say, if you've ever worked with me and my marketing program, you know that I will never tell my clients to niche down to one particular person. It's my belief that we're not all that unique, and we tend to have overlapping problems and concerns to people whose lives look completely different from our own. This is called lookalike audiences. For myself, I target entrepreneurs and creatives, or more specifically, creative entrepreneurs. I find entrepreneurship to be a highly creative practice where much of the work that goes into developing your product, your schedule, and your messaging happens within the head and the heart, rather than actually conducting the tasks at hand. To me, this mirrors with creatives as much of our creativity is not necessarily born from the act of creating, 
much of creating is actually born from calling in inspiration and dedication to a practice. It's in the brainstorming, more so than in the actions. Now, you can't have these practices without the actions, which is why I help these people who have this natural ability, this natural mindset to be a creative, to be an entrepreneur, I help them sell that better, to get those action steps with how their practice actually serves them. This is why I work with natural-born entrepreneurs and natural-born creatives to help them iron out the process that they are actually doing on a regular basis so that they're not working themselves into the grindstone in a process that is actually, in the long run, hindering their creative ability. Hey, I'm interrupting here with a quick reminder to like and subscribe. Also, if you didn't know, I have a marketing mastery program that teaches creative entrepreneurs how to develop sales systems that highlight their creative product in a way that speaks to their audience. The main problem I'm solving with my course is that most creatives love the process of creating, duh. But when it comes to selling their creations, it can feel inauthentic. This is because when we shift into sales language, there's also a shift in the perspective we see our products. It's so wonderful to enjoy the passion and fulfillment that comes from creating something. And when your creations also happen to help others, your audience won't be equally as passionate about it until you lay the brickwork for them to understand why they should care. The hardest part about selling your creations is separating yourself from the work as the artist and tapping into the language of your customer. If this sounds helpful to you, I've developed three products to help you with your marketing practice, depending on your learning style. For pen and paper learners, you can access my activity sheets. For audiovisual learners, you can also check out my Marketing Mastery program to access my entire marketing framework condensed into nine punchy modules. And for kinetic learners, you can work with me one-on-one -on -one and we will skip all of the nonsense and develop a tailored to you specific strategy without needing to go through all the course material. I would love it if you subscribe to me right now, go do it, and I would love to work with you. Let's continue on with our topic. Now for the categories of your podcast. When selecting a category for your podcast, think about what type of content you want to create and who your target audience is. Some popular categories include entertainment, comedy, drama, advice, stories, skits, scripted, conversational, and interviews. Choose a category that aligns with your goals and interests, and also consider whether it will appeal to your audience to help your podcast stand out in a crowded market. Ultimately, a listener wants to feel like they are participating in a conversation with you about a common interest. Regardless of the category you place your podcast in, it should be somewhat relatable and digestible for your listeners. My style is very conversational. Even when I have an interview, I want it to be a back and forth conversation so that I can feel like my listeners are sitting in on a little chat with me and my friends, rather than an overly formal, pointed question, I sit and I listen. We'll actually get more into interviews in our last episode of collaborations. Now for selecting music. I'm in the process of selecting my own music, but everybody has music. I know I need it. You're going to want music for your podcast that acts as a transition or as an introduction. When selecting music for your podcast, you'll want to consider the tone and the vibe of your show. You want music that sets the right mood and captures the essence of your brand. Look for license-free music that you can use legally without infringing on anyone's copyright or intellectual property. I'll provide a link in the description of a platform you can use to acquire free music. This website offers you a free trial for their website, and I'll caution you, music is expensive, like upwards of $1,000 just for a 15-second clip of a song. So research the vibe that you're looking for and have an idea before creating an account so that you can get what you need on your free trial and cancel your subscription before you're required to pay. 
the types of vibes you might be interested in looking into for your podcast could be natural, nautical, specific to your culture, upbeat, energetic, calm, techie, groovy, inspirational, playful, epic. All of these words suit a musical style that will help your audience align themselves with the energy of your show before any words have even been spoken. You can also use music to separate sections in your show. Like if you have an all-encompassing introduction to the whole show, followed by an introduction to the specific episode, and then a pitch for yourself or for your sponsors in the middle and a conclusion at the end. All of these different sections can use a signal to your audience that you're shifting the language that you're going to be speaking in. On a side note, it's taken me a long time to get on board with music for my show, and I'm researching options at the moment, but I also recognize there's high value in using a jingle to keep people engaged and aware of how the show shifts, even if they're not completely paying attention to every word. In terms of equipment, I have my podcast on YouTube, and I could invest in a proper camera, but honestly, it's not necessary for a podcast. When you're creating a podcast, you are not required to have a background setting or any fancy video tricks. You can, but you don't have to. You are more focused on creating the most amount of value possible from your audios. With this subtopic, I will highlight all of the software and hardware I use to make my show, and I'll let you know which is actually necessary for your podcast and which is more for vanity or for YouTube. In addition to owning a phone or a laptop, the first thing you'll need is a mic. The mic I use is a blue snowball. You can invest in higher quality mics if you want, but keep in mind you're probably not a musician who requires all of the bells and whistles to release an album. It's pretty inexpensive. There are more expensive options out there. And another thing to consider, if you're using a MacBook like me, you will need a USB adapter. Those can be a little bit pricey or you can find, honestly, really inexpensive ones. I got mine for about $8 at a store that sells tech accessories in my town, but the expensive version is when you get it directly from Apple. They can be upwards of $80, so I definitely recommend trying to find a dupe in your area. And as for my mic, I find this one is inexpensive and does exactly the trick for me to record my voice without capturing all of the background noise in the room. The second thing you will need is recording software. I use Audacity to record and edit my podcasts. I've actually been experiencing a glitch with my Audacity app that I can't seem to figure out. So what I've actually been doing is I record a meeting with myself on Zoom and I edit down the video in iMovie, extract the audio in a WAV file format, import to Audacity, edit once more for a crisper audio quality, and then upload both formats to my audio streaming platforms and the video format to YouTube. The third thing you'll need is a hosting platform. Obviously, YouTube hosts their own videos, but for podcasts, you'll need a third-party host to connect your show to streaming services like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I personally use Anchor, and I find it pretty good. You'll want to look into the terms of use of the platform you're using to ensure they don't claim the rights to your intellectual property if you happen to use another software. I, however, really like Anchor, and you can even edit your clips after posting them if you happen to catch a mistake after posting or if you need to update your intro or conclusion. I'll go into more depth on the software needed with one of our later episodes titled Editing, but these are the three main things I use to create my podcast. Now for the topic of research. Researching other podcasts in your niche or category can be a great way to gain inspiration and ideas for your own show. Look for podcasts with similar themes or formats that suit your vibe and take note on what they do well and what they do less well. This can help you puzzle piece your own style together, identify opportunities to differentiate yourself from your competition, and create a unique value proposition for your audience. This may be controversial, but I wouldn't go too heavy in the research phase. 
If you inundate yourself with too much information, you may end up feeling as though everything's been said. Even if there are plenty of people with the same concept ideas as you, you're capable of telling the same story in a different way. Unless you enjoy listening to podcasts on a regular basis, I recommend the get in and get out method, while perhaps keeping up with your competitors occasionally to see how the industry shifts over time. This way you stay fresh with original ideas, and even if someone else says the same thing, the exact way they phrase it doesn't get programmed into your hard drive, creating an echo chamber of sameness. When you're researching your competition, I recommend finding three people who resemble a show that you want to do and one person who's doing something completely different. This way you get a firm idea around the formulas, the structures, without getting stuck in decision paralysis. All of these steps happen before you even start writing your scripts. Stay tuned for the next episode in two weeks where we discuss the content you create by developing your topics, your persona, and delivering information. Thanks so much for being with me, and I'll catch you in my conclusion. Anyway, thank you so much for being here with me. If you haven't already, now is your chance to subscribe to my channel. On a weekly basis, we talk about the superpowers and setbacks of perceived flaws to develop self-acceptance. We also discuss cultivating creativity with sustainable work-life balance, and now we talk about podcasting. Check out the links in my description for all the ways that I can help you, and thanks again for being here. Cheers for now.